Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 20th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Let Tim host Bless. How are you doing on this beautiful Monday? That actually feels like a Monday this time. Doesn't feel like yeah. a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. No, it, this is definitively a Monday. Dude, I got I got them good Monday feels this mm-hmm. morning. I think part of it is because we woke up earlier earlier than usual uh, to watch okay. that Nintendo Direct Mini I'm developer sure we'll talk about that. showcase, which is mm-hmm. going to be our story number one because there's a lot to pick apart with that. Um, but because I got an earlier day, that means I've had more time to like chill out before the show. I got a mm-hmm. bagel. I never get bagels. I had a bagel. Damn. Yeah, bagel, egg, cheese, bacon. Okay. Okay. It's a good yeah. morning. Hell yeah, dude. Wait, what, what have you been up to between, what, 7 a.m. this morning and now? Uh, the moose, man. Little fucks running around. Once I, I'm up, he realizes I'm up, it's game over. There's no going back to bed. Oh, yeah. Running around, pooping I, I, everywhere. I love the the image you posted of him taking a bath. It and, was like, horrifying. You can, you, you can see, like, his actual size because, it's like, very small. I, I've, I've seen the moose in person now. Yeah. And, like, with all that fur, that fur is legit, like, twice the size of the oh, actual dog. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, and so it's you connect him down to just like the like t- to his to his wet fur hugging his his tiny body. Yeah, like he looks like a it, tiny alien. It's very sad. It is extremely extremely sad. But you know what? He's a beautiful beautiful little dude. I want to talk about PS. I love you, XOXO for a second, bless. Oh, really? I know all the talk, all the hubbub right now is about the kind of funny X cast that you can watch now on youtubecom slash games or podcast services around the globe. Uh, but and, and with good reason. The hubbub's over there. But I love that y'all, P.S. I love you motherfuckers. You and Greg Miller, you're just like, oh, we can't we can't let them get all the attention. We need to drop some damn bombs for this week's P.S. Yeah, I love you. What, what are you doing? Dude, I've never been so excited for an episode of P.S. Like, since the first episode, I've not been this excited for an episode of P.S. I love you, XOXO. And so now that Ghost of Tsushima is out, now that we finally had pretty much every single first-party slash non-first-party exclusive for PlayStation 4 come out, we're doing the, the the ultimate PlayStation 4 exclusive bracket. Where it's going to be me, it's going to be Greg, it's going to be the the chat who are watching live on Patreon. We're essentially going to be going through the, this this bracket of like what's I, I I didn't count. It's either 32 or 64. It's a lot of games uh, that we're going through to decide what's the ultimate PlayStation 4 exclusive, which I'm really excited about. I love it. I love it. It's going to cause so much shit in the best ways People- possible. People are going to be so angry, and I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to it because this is one of those ones where it's like, no matter who you are, like only only one one fan base is going to come out on top, and yeah. everybody else is going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. And I'm very I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh man, uh, Tim, enough yes. about that. Let's talk about this morning's Nintendo Direct, Xbox supporting next gen exclusives, and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong. We're going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above. Get to write in and silver members or above. Get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is up right now. Of course, that's Kind of Funny's own Xbox podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services. Uh, and again, thank you for your support. We've been uh, slacking about it during the weekend. That like The numbers have been crazy on that show. People have been have been showing up to, to listen to it, to watch it, to support it, uh, and all that good stuff. And it's awesome because, of course, that show is Snowback Mike, uh, Lana Pierce, and Gary Witta. And let me tell you, man, I listen to it 
yesterday uh mm-hmm. and loved it like it's great it's one of those it's things so it's it's so good uh, uh stoic mike is a host you know of course is killing it because he's talented um and it's one of those things too where like i looked at the time and it was um or i looked at the, at the show length and it's an it's an hour and a half long show and like i started to tear up because i was like man if only PS Love you could be an hour and a half. It can, bless. it can. <laughs> so, for some reason, like legit, every week we're like, "This is the one. This is the one where we, where we where we get it down to an hour and a half, and it just goes, and it's two hours, two Y'all and a half crazy. hours." Y'all crazy. We spent so much time in that first segment, but uh, X Cast, of course, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, it's amazing, uh, and everybody should go check it out. Uh, related to that, though, this week is a huge Xbox week over here. I kind of funny. Uh, Wednesday at 2 p.m., Greg is streaming the Summer Games Fest demo event. He'll be playing a bunch of the demos that are going live on Xbox, and so tune into that uh, 2 p.m. Wednesday, twitch.tv slash games. Thursday at 9 a.m., we're reacting live to that Xbox Games Showcase. Of course, we're expecting that Halo Infinite. We're expecting probably some Hellblade 2 stuff. We're expecting Forza. So we're expecting it all because this is their big blowout for Xbox First Party, and so that's happening, uh, again, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. It's going to be me, Tim, Andy, Greg, and joining us is Snowbike Mike. So Hell tune yeah. in for that. Post up be a party. Kind of Funny X-Cast. Kind of Funny X-Cast, yes. And then happening right after that, we're having the our our, our reaction to it uh, being being the Kind of Funny Games daily that's happening, I guess, at 10 a.m. or whenever that finishes. Whenever it's, it's done, yeah. Whenever it's done. And then Thursday afternoon... That Thursday is a big day. Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. Greg's first playthrough of Halo Combat Evolved starts with Tim and Andy on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Game. That's, that's, of course, if God doesn't intervene. Exactly. Again. So we'll see. We'll see. But, dude, I'm so, so yeah. stoked for this. It's been way too long since I've, I've – this weekend, I downloaded it, made sure it was all updated and all that stuff because Master Chief Collection has been having constant updates. And I just booted it up for a second, and I was just like, oh, man, this menu, this music playing, yeah, it just feels right. It feels dated as shit, but it feels right. Dude, I mean, I played, so I played through part of the campaign for the first uh, Halo Halo Combat Evolved for the first time, I want to say, either last year or the year before last year through Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it didn't feel that dated. Like, it felt somewhat dated because obviously it's a game from the early 2000s, but weirdly enough, like, I feel like the game held up pretty well the game, so the game holds up the pre- presentation and production value is so high and even just like yeah. with the music and with the vo and with like what your objectives are and how the game kind of goes from and, and not to go off on too much of a tangent but you start off on the pillar of autumn on this ship and it's like a, it's a corridor shooter like you're just kind of going from room to room and it's pretty traditional but then it, it's when standard, you get yeah. onto the halo it it's not open world but it feels so open and it's like even though you yeah. are going just to the next objective it felt so big and even in just a little i played now i'm just like man this is so cool it is just weird not having like aim down sights and like just like the control scheme uh is customizable but not to the extent that i wished it was it's just like little tiny things that i wish that uh were a little more a little bit more modernized but yeah uh, i can't wait i think switching back and forth between like the modern graphics uh and like the og graphics it's still like very mind-blowing uh it's fun man my first time playing it through on the fly like that's the coolest thing but all right whatever let's let's talk about some other show 
So that's happening Thursday afternoon. Uh, again, as a reminder, today, PSLUXOXO, we're recording. It's going to be Greg and me. We're doing that huge bracket to decide the number one PlayStation 4 exclusive of all time. You can watch that live on patreon.com slash games. Again, if you're watching live, that means that you get to be the tiebreaker between me and Greg because, of course, there are going to be so many matchups, and me and Greg are not going to agree on them all, and so we're going to need your guys' help uh, to, to decide what is going to make it through a lot of these these matchups. So tune in for that. Uh, and again, the episode goes live Tuesday morning for everybody. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Klarna, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. Starting with our number one this morning. There was a Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, I'm pulling from Chris Pereira and Eddie over at GameSpot to help me do the recap here. Uh, they write, The latest Nintendo Direct is here, but it's not quite what we're accustomed to seeing. Rather than an event that features a mixture of Nintendo and third-party news, this Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, as the name suggests, focused exclusively on third-party developers. So to run through the announcements... A cinematic trailer for Shin Megami Tensei V was revealed, uh, and developer Atlas confirmed that the game will launch for Nintendo Switch in 2021. Notably, it'll be, simul- it'll be a simultaneous uh, worldwide release. A remastered version of Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne was also confirmed during the Direct. Uh, there weren't many details shared, but it's coming in spring 2021. It'll also be available on both Switch and PS4. Also, new DLC for Cadence of Hyrule is on the way. Uh, the first of this launches today, with more to come later this year. That includes a Majora's Mask-themed pack. Um, and then also we, we received trailers for WWE 2K Battlegrounds and Rogue Company. Uh, this is the first of multiple Nintendo Direct Mini Partner showcases coming later this year. Tim, we watched this this morning. Uh, yes, we didn't we did. do much. We didn't, we didn't really break it down that much, because there wasn't really much here to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I know for for you and me, we've been talking about this kind of throughout the year, right? Like yeah. leading up, leading into Animal Crossing: New Horizons, that was kind of the game that they had laid out for the year, and there wasn't really much to look look forward to beyond that. Then we got Paper Mario beyond. as like the game to kind of to kind of out of nowhere, right? As the game to kind of look forward to past then. But even with that, there's not been much this year to kind of, I guess, look forward to from Nintendo. At the and very least, I, the I, I gotta side. bring up Xenoblade Chronicles. Deluxe. Yes. Yeah. Because everyone's gonna jump down our throats for not bringing that up. But that game came and where's, went. So <laughs> the where's, exact where's, your, expected. where's your head at with where we're at now to where now we're past Paper Mario? We've mm-hmm. got an Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase that yeah. was like this very small thing in comparison to, in a comparison to a lot of other Nintendo Directs. Look, personally, I am really bummed as a Nintendo fan of looking at the next forever at this point and being like i don't know when's the next time i'm gonna get to play a nintendo first party title that i'm super excited about and at this point it's i don't even know when anyone's gonna get to play a nintendo first party game that they're super excited about because there is no hints there is no evidence that we're going to get a direct or we're going to get any major announcements anytime soon having said that paper mario approved things can happen at any point like they could tomorrow drop a trailer for breath of the wild 2 with the release date and that's it. It's Nintendo. They have always done things differently. And now that everyone's doing directs, they're like, we got to stop doing it. We got to do We got to be different. And I don't think that's actually what's going on. Um, but looking at this, I do think that this direct is a perfect sign of where they're at announcement wise, which is Paper Mario ran out of time to be part of a direct. 
They didn't have enough things ready to package together into a, a big event. These type of showcases have more scrutiny than ever, more eyes on them than ever. Um, and they're being compared to more things. It's not just comparing directs to other directs. You're now comparing directs to State of Plays and Ubisoft Forwards and Microsoft Showcases and XYZ, all the summer game mess stuff, right? And uh, when you're doing that, I think that we've seen time and time again, those expectations are tried to be set. And then people are really mad when they when they don't hit the mark like Xbox did with their the third party showcase a couple of months ago in May and uh, where Nintendo we've seen them do before with other even major directs, but like we're at a point now where you see the tweet they put out for this. They announced this thing at midnight last night for 7am today and it has nothing. And even in their tweet, they were just like essentially saying, Hey, don't be excited. (laughs) It wasn't don't overhype yourself. It was just like, Hey, like honestly, don't even worry. And that to me reads like there was a bunch of marketing deals and I'm sure that WWE 2k battlegrounds had some type of deal in place with Nintendo for promotion around E3 this year. Yes. Something like that. And so that's why this happened. Rogue company, same thing. Like some of these things like Shin Megami Tensei five, big announcement. I don't personally know anybody that's a big announcement for, but I do know that it's a big announcement. This is a game that was announced a long time ago for Switch, and we haven't heard about it for a long time. I bet more people would have been excited to hear about Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime, or Bayonetta 3, <laughs> other mm-hmm. games that have been announced that we haven't heard about for a while. But regardless, that was a Nintendo Direct level announcement in this Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's kind of a weird thing because that is that is an announcement that I feel like, and in any other Nintendo Direct, it'd be somewhere in the middle of the Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct. Totally. Like by the way, Shin Megami Tensei Five is still exists and it's coming in twenty twenty one. But that was the closer for this one, which is exciting mm-hmm. for people who are fans of Shin Megami Tensei. Like I see that as kind of prob- probably on the same caliber of them closing on No More Heroes Three, which is something that I would have freaked out about because I love No More Heroes. There mm-hmm. are people that 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 totally. have that similar similar amount of amount of excitement for Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, and so, like you know, good for them. And also, like that's a game that I, I'm, I'm looking forward to in a way because I want to try out Shimigami Tensei because I've not played any games of that series. And me being a Persona fan, like there's crossover there. Um, but like, yeah, you look at the the tweet that Nintendo made last night, and it was uh, them saying on on July 20th we'll debut the first Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, a series focused on titles from our development and publishing partners. We'll share a few updates on a small group of previously announced hashtag Nintendo Switch games. Uh, and they said, check out the full release at 7 a.m. And there are so many, like, there's there's so much language there to say, like you're saying, right, that, hey, chill. Like, you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get, like, any Smash stuff. You're not going to get um, any, like, first-party stuff. You're not going to get the Mario stuff that's been, like, the 3D Mario stuff that's been rumored forever. You're getting updates on stuff that has been previously announced. And I saw on Twitter, like, there are quite a few people that were like, all right, this could have been tweets. Like all the stuff they showed here could have been tweets. Mm-hmm. And this very much strikes me as, yeah, this is fulfillment. Like this is us, like you know, uh, uh, looking at the deals that we've had in place, right? This is us looking at language that we that we or stuff that we've written down from uh, um, Rogue Squad or whatever that game is called, um, uh, Rogue, Company. Rogue Company, and like. Yeah, and like maybe the the cadence of Hyrule folks and the and um, Atlas, right? These are deals that we've had a place to like put this stuff in a big E3 style presentation that wasn't possible because there's no E3 and because this summer has been weird and because this year has been weird. Um, that said, like, I'm kind of fine with it. I'm kind of okay with it. Like, if we get another another one of these announced for next month, Which, if it's I a mean, similar... We know more coming this year. 
yeah we know more are coming this year and, and if they continue to do like let's say two more or three more of these throughout the year i'm i'm fine with it especially if if alongside that we get an actual nintendo direct or we actually get but that's my problem real news man. like check this yeah. out like look nintendo is having one of its best years of all time <laughs> Like, so we can sit here and criticize how they're doing it. It doesn't matter. They're making money. Animal Crossing is selling, like, ridiculously well. Their Switch consoles are selling ridiculously well. Like, they're fine. They don't need this. They can totally kind of take this year off, let Xbox and Microsoft and Sony do their thing, and then come back next year or whenever the hell it is, and, like, they'll be totally fine. That sucks for me. That sucks for fans. You know, like that, like those, both of those things can be true simultaneously. And I think to me, this is a totally fine direct that they did. They hyped it adequately. There wasn't too much attention on it. Like it just, it kind of came and went. Um, And last time they did the Nintendo Direct Mini was the one that had like Star Wars Episode One Racer or whatever. If I remember correctly, didn't even announce it. The direct just came out that morning. Like they just launched the direct, like shadow dropped it. Yeah. So even this one, there was seven hours of hey, this is coming, which I prefer. I think that that's a better way to, to kind of do it, especially if you're going to set the expectations correctly, which they very meticulously yeah. did. Like, honestly, this time. If, if they <laughs> shadow dropped this one, I feel like that would have gotten more disappointment than them coming out with so much language and talking about how, yes, manage your expectations. Like the last Direct Mini, I feel like had actual announcements that were kind of cool. You know, like there, there, there was stuff in there for us to be somewhat excited about. Here, there's not... Like the only the only thing that I came out of this being like oh let's go was the um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei games you know the remaster of, of three uh, and then them also you know talking about five coming but the if they just had to drop that box oh, thing's man. pretty cool like the actual physical release of Cadence of Hyrule oh, the DLC like yeah. that like that's it's neat you know but again it's it's neat, it's neat for being just a part of a a bigger direct. My thing is, cool, they set expectations for this correctly. When time comes for the next Nintendo Direct, it is going to be so hard to set expectations correctly because what this is telling me is, okay, you're doing these partnership directs. There's going to be more of them this year. To me, that either implies there is no other big direct this year because why wouldn't you just kind of put this stuff, pat it out with the bigger content? Like That's the whole point of these things is the promotion for the entire catalog of content. Hey, look, we got Mario, but also check out WWE Battlegrounds. You know what I mean? Check out yeah. Shin Megami Tensei next to Zelda or Metroid, whatever it is. Smash Brothers announcement. Like that's the, kind of the the point of the hype is the trickle down effects to the the other parts of their catalog. So for me, I'm like, all right, if you take those parts out, the hype levels for these directs. If if a real Nintendo Direct, not a mini, not a partner showcase, whatever, just the next Nintendo Direct gets announced. Oh my God, the hype's going to be astronomical to a level that we have never seen before with the Direct. And that is saying something because every time there's hype for a Direct, it like breaks video game internet. Tim, regarding that, Evan P writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Crew, with this morning's mini Direct, has Nintendo completely devalued the Direct branding? Now hear me out. A Direct used to be a uh, used to be a, a big tentpole event, maybe once a quarter, packed with big announcements. Now we have mini directs, indie world directs, etc. This morning's announcements were DLC packs, a remaster, and a tease for a niche game announced four years ago. Paper Mario was announced in a tweet. So why well, why did this group of announcements deserve the direct branding? This falls in line with the rest of the summer's Boy Who Cried Wolf marketing announcements for teases to tease something or a forward with ninety percent stuff we already knew. 
generating hype eyes for meh announcements is not the way to generate generate excitement and just makes me want to save my time, not tune in next time, and just wait for the quote, what do I need to know, uh, Roper Report rundown. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all the dope work. XCast is awesome, and I can't wait to see it grow. Congrats on the growing success, Evan P. Tim, how do you feel about how direct as a brand uh, has now gone? Because, yeah, like, we it's been a while since we got a legit it's been. Tuesday Nintendo Direct. So like it's been like long. a year, right? Yeah. Like at least it legitimately, it has been like a year. Like I think the last one we got was September. Um in, in the chat right now, Titan Meteor says, Oh man, it's almost as if hype has hype has an adverse effect on gaming. And then quarter 1988 says Tim is overhyping. I couldn't disagree more with either of those statements where it's like the hype having an adverse uh, thing on gaming. They're self-contained things where it's just like the products are going to come out and people are going to be excited or not excited for them. The hype just has to do with the marketing. In my eyes, they're two completely separate parts of the process and products almost where it's like there is the product of hype and being excited about trailers and being excited about the culture of video games. And then there's the excitement about playing the games themselves and critiquing them and comparing them to each other and all that stuff. And me overhyping, I'm not overhyping. I just have expectations that Nintendo has set over the last decade. Where it's like, even with the Wii U, there was expectations with their directs. And when they would put the direct name on something, it meant something. And if they didn't hit those levels, even a little, like, by just the smallest, smallest margin, it would have been like, no, that was a bummer, you know? But it's not like people were needed it to be, like, the entire slate of Nintendo games every single time. People want that. People are always going to, that's where the hype comes in and stuff. But, like, that's a separate conversation. There need, you need to have realistic expectations. At this point, my realistic expectations from Nintendo are that they need to announce their games. <laughs> like, that's not overhyping. That is expecting product from something that I've been supporting for my entire life. And they've had a cadence of my role. They've had a cadence of game titles coming out on the Switch, both coming out on the Switch and being announced on the Switch at a pace that has been better than I've ever seen with a Nintendo console. And then it just stopped. Yeah, which is kind of unexpected given that I think the promise of this generation of Nintendo seeing that, all right, we're now getting the sunsetting of the Wii U and we're also getting the sunsetting of the 3DS. All right, cool. Development focus is going to be on one platform. I feel like with that, you'd expect there to be more of a consistent out, mm-hmm. uh, consistent flow uh, of software. And we had that for the first three years. And now I think we finally gotten to the point where it's like, all right, it's the rest of the year. And that might be because of COVID. That might be because totally. uh, E3 is canceled. That might be because of protests. That might be because of, of a billion different things. But at the same time, right, like, I feel like we're at the point now, and, you know, maybe maybe there's just a lot of factors that come into this. We're at the point now where we should start seeing them bounce back, you know, from a lot of what this year has had to, had to bring, right? Like, I feel like if they had announcements for this fall, or if they had games that were that were slated, you know, we should start seeing them and maybe mm-hmm. that's the thing of like hey work from home has affected nintendo more so than any other game company it could be that because we, of course nintendo's a, nintendo is, is a big company and they're also a weird company and they also have a lot of prestige in their titles and so i could see them being the company of like hey yeah you don't get to you don't you don't get to take your work home because this is nintendo we're being very secretive about what we're working working on here and we don't want to risk it and maybe that's maybe that's fucking them up but who knows really um the only thing that we can see is that yeah there's there's there seems to be this silence from them regarding their upcoming games and if you have a switch right now it's, it's kind of a bummer like yeah. I'm, I'm not one to be to to feel like i should be entitled to game announcements or entitled to upcoming upcoming games from them but as a person who owns the hardware i do want i want something to hope for for the future and i feel like for from them they've 
kind of given given us nothing at this point, um, I, which is kind of upsetting. I, I think to or go for I, it. I just like I've said this a couple times to you on the show, but it's like I think that this problem quote unquote and again nintendo's super successful this year so it's not a problem to them the biggest problem for me is that this didn't start because of covid this started pre-covid and then covid happened and now it's just expounded the problem and made it so much worse like i said earlier like the september if i remember correctly direct was the last time like things of consequence were really announced and then it was just kind of like oh there's for the last couple years always been a direct in either january or february that has major announcements letting us know what we're going to get for that year for nintendo then e3 time comes and we get and again nintendo hasn't been part of e3 for years when it comes to actual press conferences they just do the directs so it's like i mean i guess they're at e3 but you you know what i'm saying there they just have their directs they're not like doing press conferences like around the la area and um that's always there here, we're pushing towards the fall. Maybe some teases for the following year. We didn't get any of that this year. <laughs> like, just at all. And it's like, cool. The We know that we're getting uh, the second round of Smash DLC characters. That's exciting stuff. People lose their minds over the character announcements. We got the ARMS character uh, reveal in a very bizarre way <laughs> this year. Which, again, COVID happened. Things get weird and messy. But even when they announced, it's a character from ARMS. It was like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, it's like to to get back to Evan's question because like I don't necessarily agree all the way all the way with with Evan that the that this feels like they're devaluing the direct branding, but I do think Evan has something here in terms of okay, so what it like what is their vision with direct? Because what we've gotten we've gotten indie world showcases which they don't categorize as corrects or as directs. Um, there those are essentially like just you know bundled up showcases of indies which are cool and which Very probably cool. could have the direct branding if they wanted totally. to give it the direct branding because they are of that quality we have direct minis which seem to be like okay these are directs that are that you should just have less expectation for i guess like directs totally. that, that don't have the pop of big directs all right cool now we got nintendo direct mini developer showcase and that's that's a colon within a colon like yeah. what so what what is it that warrants this being a direct and an indie world not being a direct, and that Smash Money. thing not being a direct, I feel like there's I feel like there's so much confused messaging here and confused expectation here for what this brand actually means to them. Yeah, and we'll see, man. Like, I don't think directs are dead. I think it's clear getting a direct mini that a direct exists. <laughs> like, that the will eventually yeah. be a Nintendo direct again. Um, and I, I just I have no sense of when. I have no sense of how. I have no idea what will be shown in it. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we went the rest of this year with the rest of their big announcements, if they have any. I hope they do. I hope the Mario stuff's real. Like, God, I what, hope so, man. What does the 3D Mario stuff look like? In my mind, if it's real, which I hope that it is and I think that it is, I imagine 3D World Deluxe will be its own game, $60 game. I don't know what the rest are going to look like, whether it's you get all of them and they are just up and widescreen. It's not like a full remake of 64 Sunshine and the Galaxy games. Put them on one, you know, cart. Or is there something else? Is it, are they piecemeal download somehow or whatever? Does that have to do with the Nintendo online? Is the Game Boy online stuff real? I think so too. All that stuff could just be tweets. It could just be a trailer. It could just be an announcement. And I, I, at this point, don't necessarily think it's going to be in one direct. I think if it was going to be in a direct, they would have made a big Mario 
35th anniversary deal. And that would have also included the Lego stuff. Did you see, and this is like rumor mill stuff, but did you see like the, I guess the 35th anniversary, like Mario anniversary Twitter account that was created and people saw it and people noticed that it was then uh, connected to what could be Nintendo like emails because yeah. it aligns with like other Nintendo created accounts. You know I, what else? Plus? What else? There was an F Zero account. That yeah, there was. I saw that very briefly, and I was like, "All right, now we're just pushing it. Let's not let's not just set ourselves up for disappointment here because that's not happening." Let's see. Uh, Tim Lexus writes in and says, "What's up, guys? We just got word of a mini direct tomorrow." And Lexus wrote this in yesterday for context. Uh, we just got word of a mini direct tomorrow, and as of the time of the show, we will know what Nintendo announced. However, the direct has some weird messaging. It's already a mini and suggests it's something from it's something from their partners, which leads me to believe it's like some three star announcement. What is up with Nintendo? We literally know nothing about what they have coming for. Uh, coming up for 2020 if anything which almost makes me feel like the switch is in for a bad year what do you guys think and so we talked a lot about this already tim but mm-hmm. i, I want to focus on that last part right do you think switch do you think this is going to be a bad year for switch overall uh, i think for the majority of switch gamers yes for nintendo no it's a great year and for people mm-hmm. that love animal crossing above all else it's a great year yeah, I can see that. Like, comparing to last year, where we got what we got uh, Mario for Wii U, like New Super Mario Brothers Wii U remaster. I believe that was last year. Uh, we got Super Mario Maker. We got Luigi's Mansion. We got Fire Emblem. We got Astral Chain. We got Pokemon. Like got Yoshi. We got yeah. It's just yeah. Dude. Yo, it's game, it, game, I don't game, this game. this year does feel like such an off year, and it's not one of those things. I don't want to necessarily belabor the point, but like Animal Crossing is very success successful one of the most successful switch games if at this point maybe the most successful switch uh, switch game we'll see sales at a certain mm-hmm. point we'll see where that actually lands um but yeah like aside from that it's i don't know it's a bummer it's it's, yep. it's a bummer uh speaking of what might not be a bummer depending on how you read it story number two xbox is fine supporting next gen exclusives this is andy robinson at video games chronicle Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has said that the platform holder will support developers who want to release next-gen exclusives for Xbox Series X in opposition to its own release strategy. Microsoft has heavily promoted a cross-generational release strategy for its games games branch, uh, with all first-party Xbox titles set to release across its next-gen Series X console, current-gen hardware, and PC. Earlier this month, Xbox boss Spencer suggested that the strategy would continue for a number of years, which would mean its next-gen platform would not see full console exclusives for for the foreseeable future. The approach is unique in the console space and in great contrast in the strategy of in contrast contrast to the strategy of rival PlayStation, which has committed to releasing games that are only possible on its most advanced PlayStation Five. Asked to elaborate on the ex- exclusivity situation in a new Jeu video interview, the executive clarified that xbox was was quote completely open to working with new to working with developers on next-gen exclusives such as already announced horror games scorn and the medium if that's what they want to do spencer suggested that exclusive next-gen games could be shown at this week's xbox game showcase quote i think what you hear us talking about and our creators set our creators will say is we have a vision for every game that we're building and the vision starts with the player not the device and if a creator comes to us and you and you and you mentioned a couple of games that were that were in the May showcase and says, "No, I really want to focus on the next generation with their games," we're completely open to that. We're very supportive of that. End quote. 
so Tim, this is the thing that we've kind of been uh, talking about also, like over the last, I guess, year, right? As, mm-hmm. we, as, as we've been making our way toward the next gen uh, consoles releasing, Xbox has stated the strategy of their exclusive games, or at the very least, their first party games releasing cross gen, at least for the yeah. first couple of years. Um, and so I, I feel like I've kind of had the question of, all right, is that every game like are we mm-hmm. not gonna have next gen exclusives and it seems like we have that answer uh how do you how do you react to all of this well we've had that answer for a while now uh in the in the sense of these games that they're talking about like scoring in the medium um at least since may i think like when they were first talked about um but yeah it's i'm with you in the sense that it, it's not that it's confusing it's just phil spencer's went out and talked about uh like when he speaks on xbox series x and what next gen looks like He's very much talking about the first party titles and Game Pass and smart delivery and all these things that work in an ecosystem of their own. But mm-hmm. there was the question of, okay, cool, how are third party uh, developers and publishers going to kind of react to that and take it in? And I think over the last couple of months, especially as Sony's said more as well, we've seen them kind of come forth and give their solutions, whether it is using smart delivery or using their other buzzwords for the same idea or just not putting a buzzword on it at all, just being like, if you buy the, the, Xbox One version, you like the Series X version's yours. It's all good, whatever. Well, then you see things like 2K with NBA 2K, where there is the d- different price points and all that. Um, I, I don't think that this is news necessarily. I think it's just kind of like a definitive, more definitive evidence of what Xbox's next gen or just next gen in general is going to look like. And yeah. I think that the the big key difference there is PlayStation is banging the drum of next gen exclusive and xbox is banging the drum of like hey man play it wherever you want and we'll see in three years if those tunes have changed at all but for now i think this is gonna be the status quo yeah i I think for me this makes me appreciate the xbox strategy more because i feel like i've always gotten the impression that like they don't like i i don't know if they've actually came out and actually say that they don't believe in generations i know i know playstation has come out and said that hey we are a believer of generations Um, Phil Spencer in a interview with um with uh, Ryan McCaffrey at IGN uh, said things that at least I remember being in that vein. Yeah. And like, you, you, you can very much see that in them through how they're promoting Xbox series X and how they talk about their consoles and how they ha- talk about their ecosystem and all the different stuff. And so I, I'm at the point, you know, go, going into next gen where I'm not 100% on either side when it comes to the idea of generations, right? Like, you know, I, I've I've kind of wavered back and forth. Like I've mostly on the play, I've mostly been on the PlayStation side of like, yeah, if you're gonna put out new, like bigger and stronger hardware, you're gonna want to put out games that take advantage of that. And at a certain point, like this is gonna be so like you're gonna get a uh, a piece of hardware that is so powerful that that a game's not gonna work on the last gen hardware, right? Like that's how every that's how all technologies work. Where like at a certain point, the iPhone that that you have right now is gonna be it's not gonna work. You know, a few generations down the line because things are just being developed going forward and so in in that sense i have been on the side of yeah like you know i'm fine with hard cuts i'm fine with like moving forward i'm fine with uh uh with actually making generations a thing but on the xbox side right like what they're doing is very user-friendly and very uh uh pro-consumer in terms of allowing you to 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 still keep your xbox one or allowing you to use your xbox elite controller on the next gen console and allowing you to kind of have that crossover um and so with this I, I i like the fact that phil spencer is actually saying that like yo yeah no if we have if we have devs that want to make an xbox series x exclusive game we'll support them like we'll give them what they need like that's that's a thing that can exist i think that is a cool thing for him to say 
Totally. But so my, my take on this though, is you really have to look at the business side of it and you have to look at like what the intent is of these decisions. And I think that when it comes to Xbox and the way they're talking about it, every bit of their messaging, whether it is the smart delivery stuff or the, we don't need generations, all, all that kind of talk, it all feeds into game pass. Everything feeds into game pass. And so I would kind of be surprised if these next gen exclusive games are on Game Pass because the idea of Game Pass is that you can play on wherever you want because that's Xbox mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? But xCloud, that's the thing that is interesting about this is even if it's a next-gen exclusive, at some point, you won't even need the next-gen console if, as long as you have Game Pass. If you have xCloud together, then you can do it. So it's like, I do think that they're making a couple of bold choices that we'll see potentially, and I think we will see them pay off in the next year from now Yeah, where uh, it doesn't matter if it's this gen, next gen, because even if consoles get more powerful and you have to buy a new one or whatever, you do have the option to do X cloud. It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be that. It doesn't matter. You still have the option. Where, where, where's your prediction at right now, as far as what is Lockhart? Do you, because I, I think last time we asked, I think you said that you think is the streaming box. I'm still sticking with it. And it's just like, I know there's a lot of evidence against it. I know Jeffy Grub Grub would be out there being like, Tim, you're a fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. But I'm still standing by it. That I, I think that Lockhart is going to be a very, very, very cheap device that is just like an, mm-hmm. the cheapest entry point possible uh, into all of this. But I think that the more interesting thing is I, all the rumors and talk of Xbox Live, Gold completely going away. I think they're true. I, I think that Microsoft is going to move into a, a area of free multiplayer because that fits within their kind of that, voice yeah. um, of going into this generation and backing up Game Pass being the thing that they want you to support and the thing that they, they need you to support for their business to keep working. That's actually a, a point that I, I meant to bring up because me and Greg had this conversation on KFGD late last week uh, when some Xbox news came out. I think it was the xCloud news actually that came out. Um, that yeah, like looking forward to next gen with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate becoming stronger and stronger, and with games of gold or not games of gold, but uh, Xbox Gold seeming seemingly winding down and probably turning into whatever Game Pass Ultimate is. I could see them, yeah, dropping the on the the pay for online requirement and having that just be free because that's how PC works. Like you don't necessarily have to pay to play online on PC and Xbox going the route of yeah, we want we want game we want xbox games to work as an ecosystem as a family like you know why am i paying to play on xbox series x when i don't have to play on pc i feel like that at a certain point that message kind of gets muddled and that kind of um does that kind of doesn't work when you when you look at what xbox can be as an ecosystem and so i wouldn't be surprised if that happened next gen and i'm curious on what that means for playstation playstation plus or if they react to that at all um, i feel like they have to drop it we'll see a lot of questions a lot of questions. We'll see. Speaking of Xbox, though, story number three, Sea of Thieves surpasses 15 million players. Uh, this is from a blog post by Joe Neat, the executive producer at Rare. Uh, they write, it's both thrilling and humbling to share with you that, that Sea of Thieves has been played by more than 15 million players since our launch in March 2018. Uh, the, way that, the way that the game and its community has continued to grow has been amazing to see. It was only in January of this year when we shared that 10 million people had played the game. We're also humbled that more that more people have played Sea of Thieves in the first six months of 2020 than who have played in, in the whole of 2019, which wow. was more than 2018. 
Last month, June 2020, was also the biggest month so far for Sea of Thieves in terms of active players, with more than 3.3 million players setting sail. A contributing factor to this growth has been our recent launch on Steam. We've been blown away by the support we've seen from the Steam community with over 1 million copies of the game having been sold so far and the game regularly appearing in the top selling and most played game charts. On behalf of all of us at Rare, I'd like to, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who's played Sea of Thieves for helping to get us this far. It's a game that we love making and there's plenty more to come. See you on the seas. Tim. This yeah. this was shocking to me because I didn't realize this many people play Sea of Thieves, but it's like hey, it's good for dude, them. It's good news. Th- what is this show? Game Pass works. Game Pass, we've been saying the best deal in gaming. And look, not only is it the best deal, people are using it and people are playing the games that Microsoft's put in front of them. So it's like, if this is this big of a deal, imagine what Halo Infinite can do if it's great. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I congrats to Rare. Congrats for making Sea of Thieves a thing. Uh, it might have took a couple years, but they're there. It worked. There's no looking at this and shaking your head. It's they they made it. Yeah, and I mean even like more so than, or maybe not more so, but alongside Game Pass, right? Like I think what this shows is the power of making your games available as Microsoft, like what they're doing with putting their games on PC because they're show, they're yep. talking about that that Steam bump, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know what is that going to do for all their other first party titles? You know, uh, uh, especially with this launch and that and, and what that boost is going to do. Um, and so I'm very curious and excited to see yep. what the future of both Sea of Thieves and Microsoft First Party is. If you want to learn more about Microsoft or hear more about Microsoft, of course, Kind of Funny Xcast available mm-hmm. on YouTube.com. So it's Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services around the globe. Not Spotify Last- yet, but we're working on it. It'll be there. Okay. It's up, it's up I, to I, them. Not us. I was looking yesterday and I couldn't find it. And I thought it was a yeah, me thing. But it's, actually, it's actually a, a web thing. Dude, I wish, I wish that all that stuff was uh, as easy as it should be. Why is it not there? Why is the first impressions album art debatable on Apple Podcasts? I don't know, guys. I don't know. RSS feeds, man. I've you, never know what you never know what they're going to do. Left and right. Nothing. St- story number four. Metacritic is now delaying user reviews. This is from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. Metacritic has changed the way its user review system works for games, now preventing people from adding their own ratings until more than a day after a title launches. Forbes confirmed this with a screenshot of the reviews page for last week's Ghost of Tsushima, which showed user reviews were blocked until 12 p.m. Pacific time on July 18th, approximately 36 hours after its launch on July 17th. Both instances bear the message, quote, please spend time playing the game, end quote. The change is believed to be a reaction to the ongoing use of user reviews as a form of protest from some cus- from uh, some consumers. Metacritic users have been known to post reviews on the day of release and sometimes even before, often with negative comments and scores to bring the user rating down. The most recent example was PS4 exclusive The Last of Us Part Two, which has sparked controversy among certain corners uh, of the series fan base due to some of the story decisions made and the content of the leaks that, that emerged ahead of the game's launch. Metacritic has responded to GamesIndustry.biz and confirmed the change, adding that it only, it only applies to the game section and not other forms of entertainment. The company has also said uh, the decision was not, was not made based on reactions to any particular game. Quote, We recently implemented the 36-hour waiting period for all user reviews in our game section to ensure our gamers have time to play these games before writing their reviews. This new waiting period for user reviews has been rolled out across Metacritic's Metacritic's game section and was based on data-driven research and with the input of critics and, and industry experts, end quote. Tim, one, do you buy that this wasn't in reaction to the last part two? And then two, also, what are your thoughts on this? 
this was absolutely in reaction to last of us part two. Yeah. I think this is a good thing. And I think that this is just a sign of more to come. Um, I think it's a great step. I don't think that this is the end of the story at 36 hours makes sense for many games. doesn't make sense for all games. And we'll start to see that kind of uh, play out over time of what that looks like. I do think that this is only going to delay the the review bombers from coming in and, and doing their thing. For but sure. I do think that that it'll at least soften it and it will kind of like a lot of people will forget or not be there or whatever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great move. I think that the user reviews obviously are problematic and have had a lot of issues and it, it's great to see them trying to take steps to make the entire community a better place. Yeah, I think this is I think this is a good step. Um especially when you look at I guess video games uh in comparison to pretty much any other media, right? Like video games just take longer to take in and consume and so this makes sense to do for on the video game side of things. And yeah, I think 36 hours might just be the first step. Um but it's a very good step. Like this is I think the very least uh that needs to be done when it comes when it comes to user scores on Metacritic. So, you love to see it. Mhm. Tim before I do the segue and ask where I can find games coming out to Mama Grab Shops, let me tell you about our sponsor. Please of course, do. you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily. In Sweden, they don't shop. They Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new, new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. You can also get the best deals with the customized with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved to your wish list. It's always good to, to, to shop smarter and save money. Tim loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online all in one app and allows you to, bu- allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A. That's Swedish for shopping. Tim, yes. I'm really excited to see what the future of Metacritic is and how they continue to change and improve how user scores or how user reviews work. But that future is so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today, we got Soul Divide, Sword of Darkness for PC, Mighty Fling for PC and Mac, Elliot for PC, Work Trip for PC, Encore Celebrations for PC and Mac, Gel Tank for PC, Khaled Dazkoff for PC, uh, Cadence of High Rules, Character Pack, which includes Impa, Aria, Shadow Link. Shadow Zelda and Frederick is out later today on Switch. Let me stop there. Tim, there's a Zelda character named Frederick. Do you recall I... a Zelda character named Frederick? No. I'm looking this up. This must have been one of them spin-off titles. Zelda Frederick. Okay, I'm not, I'm not finding anything. I'm just seeing a lot of obituary stuff. Yeah, I'm also seeing a lot of obituary stuff. Oh, okay. Frederick is in is from the cadence part. It says fights crime. 
Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. It's a Necrodancer okay. merchant. Yeah, it's an original character from Kane's. Uh, and then Yarntown is out today. And Kevin, I have a link because I want you to show this game because this game looks really cool. Uh, I had quite a few people, quite a few people tag me and like Andy and other and other people in this. Basically, it's a game that's out on itch.io. I believe it's free to play, um, or like not even free to play. It's just a free game. Um, this person tweeted, yeah, and it's like it's a it's a two D top down recreation of Bloodborne that looks like it's basically a Zelda game. Um, it was made by Max Moraz at Eleven Moraz on Twitter, so um, cool. and yeah, you can, you can go to maxatrillionator.itch.io slash yarntown if you want to check this game out. It looks super cool, and as somebody who's been playing Bloodborne very slowly, um, this looks fun. Like this looks like a re- really cool recreation. Like I'm looking at like what looks like the Father Gascoigne fight, and they did a good job, seemingly. And so if you want to check that out, it's out on itch.io right now. New dates for you. Uh, Atelier Rise at 2, uh, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy will be coming out this winter. Overcooked All You Can Eat, a combined complete edition of Overcooked 1 and 2, has been announced and is coming to Xbox Series X and PS5. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is releasing worldwide in 2021 on Switch. And then Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, which is a very long name for a game, is coming out spring 2021 uh, for Switch and PS... Well, PlayStation, I forget if it's PS4 or PS5. I just put Switch and other platforms. So Switch and PlayStation. <laughs> Tim. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for reader mail. Of course, uh, folks can write into patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games to get their questions read on the show, just like Wit did. Wit writes in and says, I have a question about y'all's Xbox showcase reaction on Thursday. Aaron Greenberg tweeted the following on Friday. Quote, Trust me, you don't want to miss this pre-show. We've been working with at Jeff Keighley and our partners on some exciting reveals. End quote. Are y'all planning on reacting to the pre-show as well? Also, what do you think this means for the showcase itself? Will the pre-show be third-party games like The Medium, Bright Memory Infinite, or Elden Ring, while the showcase is first-party only? Tim, what are your thoughts on all this? Are we going to react to the pre-show first and foremost? I I don't know. I want to have a talk with Greg uh, before we actually make a decision. Um, I assume we will, but we might not, uh, based on if we end up hearing some things one way or another. Uh, My biggest thing with this is in the history of us doing this pre-show events unless we were told otherwise by someone specifically have never been worth it (laughs) even when they're like trust me you're gonna want to tune in for this it's always like all right cool you know whereas there's other times where it's like when like metroid uh samus returns was announced on 3ds like that was like something that was like fuck we should have i wish we were there for that that was a post show thing from uh the nintendo direct but still it was like a, oh shit but we were kind of hinted at of like hey you guys should stick around and, and check this out um so i don't know we'll we'll see with it it's hard because they are hyping that up like that aaron greenberg saying that especially after all the responses he's had in the last month and a half from the may event like they've learned to be a little bit better about their words so Mm-hmm. It, it definitely could be exciting stuff right now i don't really have many expectations for the pre-show i think stuff we'll get in the pre-show might be stuff like battletoads maybe an update on that and like the smaller mm. xbox titles mm. um like i don't expect to see like halo infinite or anything along those lines because those are, those are obviously like main show yeah. attractions but as far as what we can expect in the pre-show like something along those lines maybe like a um man i don't know like maybe the cuphead dlc finally gets i hope a That'd be awesome. that, that should go in the in the main event. That is main show like, that's my thing is like why would you not have dope shit in the main show like 
it unless it's weird I mean, deals how, and stuff how, with Keely or whatever it is. How and the other problem is reacting to pre-show stuff is always like um weird because there's so much talking. So then we end up just talking yeah. over talking. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like in regards to like the cuphead thing too, like I wonder if their mindset would be, hey, of course, like this is an Xbox Series X event and we want to be as like forward looking and big as possible. And so we're saving the main event for here's Halo, here's uh Forza, here's Everwild, here's Hellblade 2, and then that then leaves the pre-show for stuff like here's Battletoads, here's Cuphead, here's uh things that like we might already know about but might just not be excited about, even though plenty of people are excited for the Cuphead DLC. I feel like there's a certain tier tier down from that when you look at Halo Infinite and like the big yeah. big was. I I disagree with that and, and personally with how I would strategize this, where I think mm-hmm. it's it behooves Xbox to have a show a, a lineup and showcase that lineup as look what you can get with Game Pass. You know, oh yeah, the more shit that you can have in one thing that's like look at all these quality titles, look at stuff you can only get here. We'll see. We'll see. Sean writes in the patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games and says, good morning with us being a few days away from the halo gameplay reveal. How confident are you that they'll be able to pull this off? I tried playing halo again recently and it felt dated in how the core systems worked shields, uh, the field of shooting, etc. I think they could be, I, th- I think they could in- innovate with infinite, but I also think they would have a lot of fans that would be upset if they strayed too much from the tried and true halo formula. Do you think they'll pull off making gameplay that will make longtime fans happy, yet still appeal to new fans of modern shooters? Thanks, and have a great day. I have no idea, man. This is one of those things that I legitimately feel like I can't even predict. Like, we're going to see Halo Infinite. We're going to see some campaign this Thursday. And until we see it, I don't know what this game can be. I think expectations are so high for it. And it's one of those things where this isn't hype. Again, it's expectations. And if they don't hit those, whatever that even is, it's not going to be pretty for Xbox as a whole. And I'm hopeful, but if they're in a weird place where the majority of Halo fans seem to prefer the older style than the newer style. But then there's also the games have just been so much modernized over the last couple of years in terms of shooters and what those are and can be. How do you combine those elements? Because they feel like they're from different sides of the spectrum. I think it could work. And I think they could pull it off. But we'll see. We shall see. We have one more question from the Sheep Whisperer. He writes in and says, Hope you're keeping cool KFGD. While the, nin- while, the- while the Nintendo Direct Mini was a mini, I can't stop thinking about Atlas's dual announcement. Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD and Shin Megami Tensei 5 in the same year is pretty wild. That's hoping that they make that deadline. Uh, there's hope of, of uh, P5 Scramble in the future. Also, the success of P4G on Steam. And let's not forget Catherine Full Body came out on Switch just a few weeks ago. Again, I'm going to ask, with these current reveals and successes, how likely, how likely do you think it is to get any of the mainline Persona games on Switch? Uh, TTFN, the sheep, the sheep Whisperer. This is an interesting question, because I feel like this always comes down to what is the deal that Atlas has in place with PlayStation that is keeping Persona from from making its way to other platforms. What's the or deal, like, or what's the, the loyalty? What is it? Yeah, what's I mean, the loyalty? Persona because 4 Golden on Steam speaks for itself. Speaks right? for itself. We've had Persona Persona Q games on like 3DS and stuff. We 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 now have Shin Megami Tensei games on Switch. We have Catherine. Like, 
we've we've seen so much crossover with Atlas now with other platforms aside from mainline Persona on well, like on console platforms. I feel like it's inevitable. I feel like at some point, like something has to give. Um, but yeah, like it's it's all. It, I'm sure there's either ink or loyalty somewhere that has just prevented this from happening. And it's again, it's a bummer. It's weird because it, it make a I agree with you though. I think it's going to happen one day. It's going to happen one day. Uh, usually, this is where we'd squat up, but we have no squat up this week. And so instead, we fast forward straight to your wrong. Rewrite us, you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Billy the Door writes in and says, Important Bug Snacks news. Uh, KKB's Summer Banger, it's Bug Snacks, is on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Um, and of course, that was debuted at uh, Jeff Keeley's uh, developer showcase. I forget exactly what he called it, but he had an event this morning with um, Day of the Devs and uh, his own, like, dev stuff they were showing off and so they performed the full buck snacks song live i watched it i was very happy with it and oh, then yeah. i tuned out for the rest of the showcase because that's what i came for uh let's see here nanobot just writes in and says the bracket has 76 games talk about the pslb bracket which includes 16 plans and so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one and people are saying that that it has persona 5 and i can just switch that uh with persona 5 royal but that's not how it works they can't just do that Oh sh- shoot! People are people are writing in and saying mm, maybe I should like look that one up. Are you talking about logic? Yeah, the logic stuff. It's real. Okay, so logic is retired. Is retired from rap. It is now it is it has signed an exclusive deal with Twitch to stream. What Seven figures. Seven figures. Seven figures. All right, I guess <laughs> I have no reaction. Uh, aside from, I'm very much looking forward to that album because I think it drops this week. Yeah, it drops in like four days. I'm looking looking forward to it. Uh, and then Nail Boss wrote in with Miss News. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales will have an optional 4K slash 60 FPS performance mode. And so there you go. That's an interesting thing that I saw today that I I, I thought we were going to talk about. I don't think there's much to talk about. I think that that's great. Yeah, that's like why that's where, where games yeah. you know should be. I'm excited to play on console in 4K 60. The messaging of it being optional kind of like puts a weird tinge on it of, okay, well, what are the other options then? And I'm sure we'll get those answers, but I think it just, when we start talking about all these like frame rates and all this stuff for next gen, it gets complicated because we know that they can go higher than 60 next gen, but that requires a TV that can do that. And very few people have those TVs at this point. So, and among a bunch of other things, it's not as simple as like at this point, a lot of people have 4k TVs, even that though, not everyone does. You know, so yeah. we'll we'll see how complicated this all gets. We'll see. And then Ill Girl Chill says the last Nintendo Direct uh, was September fourth, twenty nineteen. And then yep. uh, lastly, lastly, Ill Girl Chill says Untitled Goose Game gets a physical release called the Lovely Edition for PS four and Switch, which will be one hundred percent environmentally friendly. And I saw that actually that was part of the the whole uh, Day of the Dev Day of the Dev showcase this morning. And so there you go. This week's hosts go like this on tuesday it's me and imran wednesday is greg and gary thursday it's greg tim me andy and still back mike uh we're doing the post show uh for mm-hmm. the xbox game showcase that's coming in the form of kind of funny games daily and so tune in for that and then friday it's me and greg and of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the dirty news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com so that's kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>